All right, this is Jeffrey with Mountain Man Nutrition. And if you are a YouTuber or an Instagrammer uh, and on the uh, ketogenic diet or uh, eating low carb, you got to know who Aaron is. Um, I E A D Keto. He has an awesome YouTube channel uh, where he uh, talks about foods and different keto foods and meal plans. And now that his wife is on keto, uh, they have a hysterical, funny uh, uh, talks that they do uh, talking about her process and walking through the um, uh, ketogenic diet, which is hysterical. I love this guy. I love his content. And he's just a regular cat who has a uh, profession, which is uh, video editing, and he is utilizing video editing, his natural way of being, to benefit many, many people. And his, uh, whether he knows it or not, his uh, uh, Instagram and his uh, YouTube channel is absolutely benefiting people, and it's benefited me, and I really appreciate him doing it. Uh, you know, hashtag grassroots keto, um, uh, I really, really think that this is the new paradigm. People uh, just utilizing their natural talents to uh, spread a holistic, uh, great way of living, great way of life. And he has fantastic energy. He's lost like 65 pounds. And this conversation that we had together was uh, one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. So I'm super excited uh, uh, to uh, let you guys listen to our, uh, uh, our recording and our conversation. Um, so here it is. Right on. This is Jeffrey with Mountain Man Nutrition coming to you from Denver, Colorado. And I have a super cool guest on today. Uh, part of the grassroots movement of the ketogenic lifestyle, uh, Aaron Dupre, uh, better known as AD Keto uh, on Instagram and uh, awesome YouTube channel. So, uh, Adam, Adam, Aaron, welcome to the uh, <laughs> oops, uh, welcome to the show, man. Off to an awesome start, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's how are you, man? It's I, good to see you. I'm awesome. It's par for the course for me. You know, if I don't make 15 mistakes uh, in the first four minutes, it's. Um, <laughs> I was telling you right before we went on, went on air. I will pretty much answer to anything, so <laughs> it's all good. It's uh, I, I don't I don't know how many last names I've screwed up, but this is the first first name I've screwed up through the podcast. You know, I saw when we were on Instagram earlier, and I saw you saying. You said, Adam, I just want to confirm for 10 o'clock. And I was like, I think he thinks my name is Adam, but I'm going to reply and say, hey, here's my Skype name. It's Aaron something. Right. Oh, man, Oops. it always happens. It's oh. all good. Cool. <laughs> it's uh, We're super open for mistakes, and that's awesome. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, again, I have uh, another guest who's not my typical uh, guy fighting or working on type 2 diabetes or insulin resistance uh, but I wanted to bring uh, uh, you on today because you have such an interesting story and you're doing this this grassroots movement to spread uh, the ketogenic lifestyle. And I wanted to get in, uh, into that with you. Uh, sure. and, and for people who don't know, you have an awesome Instagram and you have an awesome uh, YouTube channel, which you do a lot of uh, uh, food. Uh, so you're like, you don't think you are, but you're a foodie. Uh, a lot of food reviews and cooking and different things like this. And, and, and I really enjoyed it. It's super awesome. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. 
So uh, let's talk about uh, uh, first how you found the ketogenic lifestyle and how you found um, uh, this way of life. Sure. Uh, well, I think that uh, for a long time uh, I've been a yo-yo dieter. I think like a, after high school, I think a lot of people sort of gain weight in college, you know, sort of let themselves go a little. And that's what I did. Um, and then, but after college, I sort of started to yo-yo. I would gain, you know, 60 pounds and then say, whoa, something has got to change. I start quote unquote, watching what I eat, start exercising and get sort of the pendulum swinging the other direction, lose 50, 60 pounds. And then for whatever reason, get to a certain point where I got too comfortable with myself or whatever, and the weight would slowly creep back on. So over the course of decades, I've gained and lost like the same 60, 70 pounds, probably nine or 10 times. Um, so I'd always kind of struggled with keeping my weight under control. And uh, I think also like a lot of people, I discovered keto through um, my first exposure to it was probably through Reddit. I was looking at um, places like uh, progress picks and looking at you know people who had made these crazy weight uh, loss transformations. Um, and I saw the word keto in passing and never really researched it or, or knew exactly what it was. But I had seen the word. I knew that it was a thing. It seemed intimidating. I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, but then about, you know, a couple years later, a coworker of mine actually, I was complaining about how I was feeling huge and feeling terrible and how I tried to lose weight a ton of times and I yo-yoed with it. Said, you should check out this keto diet I've been messing around with. It really uh, is something different that you might want to look into. So I kind of dove back into Reddit and I went to the, you know, keto specific subreddit, r slash keto, and spent a lot of time looking at their frequently asked questions and spent a day or two just like perusing all the different posts and thought, this sounds like something I could do. I like steak. I like eggs. I like all <laughs> these things that people are talking about. So um, I dove into it and I knew immediately that it was for me. Uh, within the first, you know, 48 hours, um, I felt like night and day better. Um, I had been on um, cholesterol medication and I went off of that at about the same time I started keto. So I had this double whammy of feeling great because I went off my cholesterol meds, feeling great because I had started keto. And it was like, um, this is something I could see doing indefinitely. So that was kind of my, uh, my foray into it. Awesome. Hey, let me ask you this real quick. Um, what convinced you to just right off the bat, stop taking your cholesterol meds because I'm, I'm completely against cholesterol meds. And I think it's ridiculous that uh, millions of Americans are on them uh, mm -hmm. when cholesterol is so important to our lives and our health. And we're stopping ourselves from having this natural process. What, what convinced you? And did you get some education on that? I did. I actually, um, in those few days of research, of, I, I hated when I got prescribed prescription uh, cholesterol meds. It was a torvastatin. I went on it because my doctor told me to, and I was afraid that if I didn't take these cholesterol meds that my doctor was prescribing to me, that I would have a heart attack and die, and that would be the end. So I took them. I felt terrible taking them. I felt just the worst. Um, and that's the thing. When I went off of these medications, I did research a little bit, and a lot of things were saying, you know, um, you're supposed to have you know, cholesterol makes up a majority of the cells in your body. You need cholesterol. Cholesterol is important. Uh, and so this and starting keto seemed like I didn't feel like I could start keto and continue to take these cholesterol meds. That would be sort of uh, anti, you know, I, I wouldn't I'd be going against what I was trying to ultimately do. Yeah. And they um, would fight a, a, against each other. Yeah. Right. And but so when I went off these uh, meds, I found that um, my joints felt better. 
I felt like I had more energy and I had never even considered that my achy joints and my foggy headedness could have been a side effect of the cholesterol meds that I, were, that I was on. I thought I'm just getting older. I'm getting creakier. I'm getting a little bit more forgetful, whatever. I just chalked it up to getting older. Um, but it was, you know, side effects from this, from these drugs I was on when I went off them, I felt like a million bucks. So, and to this day, my cholesterol is high, but my, um, my perspective on that has completely and totally changed. I feel like my cholesterol is what it is supposed to be. It's, it's transporting energy and fat to every cell that it needs to go to. It's supposed to be what it is. And that's fine with me. I'm not terrified. I'm not scared of this boogeyman that is high cholesterol anymore. So that's been another big thing with, with keto. Absolutely. And that's, and that's part of this grassroots movement that I talk about is because this mainstream, uh, uh, doctor, uh, paradigm right now, says that cholesterol is terrible, it's bad for your heart, and you're going to die if you have high cholesterol. And the science is says that that's stupid. There's, yep. there's absolutely no science out there that's legitimate that links cholesterol with um, having a heart attack. None. Right. I, I, I can't remember the name of this study or where I saw it, but there's a study that took a sample of one hospital's, um, all of the patients who had had some sort of cardiac event, uh, a heart attack, stroke, whatever, and did a sample of all of those patients, and more than half of them had low cholesterol. So it, it, there was no, I mean, it, it's crazy to think that it just takes a matter of going against the thing you've been taught all your life and thinking about it for a minute to realize that maybe this thing I've been taught all my life is not the way it's supposed to be, and my cholesterol is, is okay if it's high. Um, so yeah, just starting keto and learning more about that stuff and researching the work of Dave Feldman really um, has changed my entire perspective. That's awesome. And uh, uh, that, that's part of this whole deal I'm, I'm talking about. And I love that you bring that up. And that's part of your story uh, that I haven't heard before. And I really appreciate you telling yeah. uh, the guests about it because it's super important. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was a big thing for a long time, getting over that fear of dying. Um, <laughs> You know, it's not an easy thing, but uh, I, I do believe I'm over it now. And like I said, there's a lot of cutting edge uh, emerging science coming out from people like uh, Dave Feldman, like Eva Cummins, like all these all these people that are um, kind of the, the thought leaders in this area, particularly as it pertains to like keto and low carb that are really breaking some new ground and hopefully will start to turn the tide toward the mainstream um, conventional wisdom changing. That, that, that's right. And let's uh, start shooting from that. You know what there I mean? Like, go. let's keep, keep rocking on that. So, uh, so you found the um, ketogenic diet. You started uh, uh, working it. What was your biggest struggle when you started? Um, I think my biggest struggle when I started, that's tough. I, I think the beginning for me was actually pretty smooth. I didn't suffer from uh, quote-unquote keto flu or anything um, I, maybe a little bit first couple of days, I felt a little weird, but like I said, the second or third day in, I felt like a million bucks. And then it was sort of, um, just smooth sailing for about six or seven months. I started, uh, in January of 2017 when I was, uh, at about 275, 280 pounds, um, and quickly dropped a lot of that. And that's one thing with keto is I think people tend to stick with it when they start because they see, uh, some pretty drastic immediate results, like all that water weight coming off in the first few weeks, yeah. is really it, at least for me it was completely motivational and kept me kept me going. 
Yeah, um, I the yeah. same thing happened to me because in 12 days I lost like 12 or 15 pounds of all inflammation. And yeah. and my listeners know the story because it was really because of my uh, ankle, um, which I just had surgery on. But I have I a, a cyst in there, and it was just bloated with liquid and inflammation and super painful. And that took me into a deep dive of why do I have all this inflammation coming and going? And, you know, 12 days later, it was completely gone. And uh, it just hooked me. That's the great thing. Like, I think a lot of people come to this diet thinking it's like magic and thinking that they're it's going to cure everything. But And they come to it thinking, I'll lose weight fast. Like, that's why I want to do this is to lose a lot of weight. But all of the other benefits that this way of eating provides, like you said, lowering inflammation be a huge one. Like the mental clarity for me was a huge thing. Being able to sustain a work day without crashing at two o'clock in the afternoon because I have all this crazy energy now. Um, those are the things that have kept me with it. You know, that like the weight loss has stopped. I've been maintaining my weight at about, I'm about 215 right now that since from January, 2017 to about November of 2017 is when I lost my weight. And I've been right in my comfort zone since then, uh, for about, um, you know, eight or nine months now. So, um, those, those side benefits outside of weight loss are really what keep me, keep me going with it. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and, and that's super important for people to talk about because I always talk about that is we don't lose weight to get healthy. We have to get healthy and to lose weight. And this is, uh, again, the ketogenic uh, diet is a tool, uh, to getting healthy. And uh, I, I have a conversation with people on LinkedIn now about, you know, uh, how important fruits and vegetables are um, to uh, optimal health and long term health. Um, but my argument right now is, well, um, I'm not going to add any fruits until I uh, uh, handle the metabolic issue of insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes first. Let's, <clears throat> han let's handle the, the big problem on the plate right now. Let's get that. And then later on, if somebody chooses to add an apple uh, to their diet once a day, um, great, because they have the metabolic flexibility to do that. But until uh, uh, you're in a really, really good spot metabolically, uh, it's, it's not necessary to have that kind of stuff. Exactly. And this diet, I mean, it, it definitely helps with those metabolic issues. And, I, you know, I always thought that um, calories in, calories out is what it's all about. Um, and the calories are important, but I also had no idea how important hormonal issues were when it came to like weight loss and fixing some of those metabolic, uh, chronic issues, um, and getting insulin under control. Like just starting the diet really kind of opened this, um, this hunger to find out why it was working. Um, and finding out that a lot of it has to do with, with hormone and insulin regulation and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's uh, it's been an eye opener for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I'm a super nutrition geek these days and it's super fun to go deep diving into book after book and podcast after podcast to, to learn. And I, and I really stress people, even my, my clients, um, like don't just rely on what I have to say and what I'm trying to teach you, you know, do your own research, read other books, read, listen to podcasts, find out, um, you know, educate yourself, take responsibility for your own health. Um, and that's, and that's really key is you can't always just listen to your doctor or your nutritional therapist or your grandma. You know what I mean? You, you need to really uh, educate yourself. Yep. And I'm still struggling to find a doctor who has any clue what I'm talking about when I go in. It's sort of my, you know, my general practitioner, uh, he's a nice guy, uh, but just doesn't have 
the faintest clue about nutrition. Like I told him I changed up my macros the first time when I went in after starting keto, I was like, what do you, what do you mean macros? Like, what are, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I was like, Oh dude. Right. Uh, yeah. So I just had to tell him that I was lowering my carbohydrate intake and upping my fat intake. And he seemed completely sort of perplexed. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a thing. It'll, I hope that we'll, we'll get to the point where that becomes a little less of an issue for mainstream docs. Well, it's, it's better that they, they're clueless, I think, rather than like, Oh my God, you're going to die of ketoacidosis. You got to stop that now. Like yeah. I'd rather have a dumb one than somebody who's like <laughs> anti uh, <laughs> figuring it out. Right. I, I did get referred to a guy who uh, was like a quote unquote low carb doctor. And, but he's all about getting people onto a Mediterranean diet. And when I went to see him, he told me I was eating too many fatty cuts of steak. And I just kind of politely nodded and smiled. And I, was, I left and I went home and I had like a 16 ounce ribeye that night. I was like, I'm just, this is working for me. Uh, I, yeah, you know, I'm going to do what's working for me. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, uh, talking about a little bit about insulin resistance, and uh, we talked a little bit about uh, before it. Um, obviously if you were 65 pounds heavier, there was some kind of issue there, but you're not a checker and you've never, uh, researched your own metabolic issues at all. No, I have not. You know, I've never been one for picking my finger or, or, or I have a keto mojo. I got a keto mojo for myself. It's still in the box. It was like six months ago that I got it. Um, I may at some point open it up and see what's going on. But from day one, I just kept my carbs low and didn't worry about um, checking my ketones, checking my blood glucose. I see all kinds of people posting their numbers online. I was like, wow, that's cool. They know exactly when they're technically in nutritional ketosis. They know what their numbers are. But I also see a lot of people saying, uh, I'm not in ketosis because my, my keto mojo says I'm not in and I feel I feel good, but I'm not in. And I'm like, I don't. I see people saying don't chase numbers, don't chase ketones, just chase how you're feeling. And that's kind of what I've decided to do. I'm just... I'm basing what I do on how I feel, and I don't feel the need to sort of track those kind of things. For experimental purposes, I feel like it is definitely something I could look into. Like if I, I've toyed around with the idea of doing a, a video similar to the one that I've seen people do, like Keto Connected one, I think Wesley from High Fluten Low Carb did one, where they just sort of um, tested different sweeteners every day. At the beginning of the day, check their blood glucose and ketones before and like incrementally after to see how it affects them. And I thought maybe I'll do something like that, but that seems like an awful lot of investment, an awful lot of finger pricking. Um, <laughs> so maybe we'll get there someday. I don't right. know, but I've always been more about just going on how I feel and not worrying too much about what the numbers are. Um, and whether or not I catch flack for that, I'm all good. I'm going to do what I do. People can, you know, test their ketones and glucose. I Absolutely. encourage them to, you know, it's all good. It's a, it's a slippery slope because uh, it's just like being on the scale. Like I tell you, my clients like – get on the scale once a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to do the scale once a month, because it, it it's crazy. Now, if you're on like a, a supplement, like glucose balance, which is a, something uh, uh, like a supernatural um, supplement that helps you with your blood sugar, my clients, I want them testing their blood sugar because it's pretty powerful and I don't want it to drop too low. Right. Um, you know, so I know when to take them off of it or to suggest that they don't need to uh, have the supplement anymore. Um, yep. but it's, again, it could be, if you're testing your, your blood sugar six times a day, it's a mental screw up for you. It can really mentally mess people up. I would imagine. So yeah, Same that's thing. a great analogy you drew to the scale. Like I, that, that's the thing. I, I weighed myself religiously at least once a day when I started and it, I tapered off. And now I 
weighed myself, I think, the other day for the first time in a month and a half, maybe. Yeah. It's been so long since I stepped on. Um, it's a great analogy that you threw up there. Yeah, and because it, it works, because if you're on a scale every single day, guess what, man? If you drank a little extra water or didn't have that water, it's going to affect you. You got to do a monthly thing, or it's just because it's such a mental game, yep. especially if you're getting started and you're still carb addicted and you're a sugar monster and you're you're really fighting this mental process. Just adding another mental um, stressor to your life is not healthy. Yep. Yeah. It's all about how you're feeling as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And it's the same thing with uh, the Keto Mojo. I do test myself uh, pretty much once a day. Um, and uh, it just I'm, I'm used to it. Now, when I run out of my latest thing of 50 tabs, uh, I, I won't order it for another six months. You know nice. what I mean? And then I'll pop it again um, because I don't want it to be uh, this crazy, crazy habit. You know? Right. And I did it. I did it early today because I I went out to eat last night with this uh, a big group of people, and um, I was a little iffy on the the sauce. You know, I asked about it and this and that, and uh, I was like, okay, I'll I'll order it, but I'm just not gonna like have any of the sauce. Right. You know, just whatever's on the the pork belly that I had. It was a Vietnamese yeah. restaurant. Sometimes and then the best you can do is just scrape that off. Yeah, kind of shake it off a little bit and. Um, uh, eat it. And then I, I, it was, there was definitely more sugar in there. I'm still in ketosis, but it took me down normal. And that's just what I wanted to know. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I see what I did. Uh, I'm, but it's, but it's not a big deal. One thing that I will say has changed for me. I, I had meals like that in the past. Like I'd go out to a dinner and, and say, boy, this, I know that there's sugar in this. Um, I probably shouldn't be eating this. And in the past, the next day I would completely overcompensate and start a 50 hour fast and try to, you know, just really, really go over the edge and getting back to normal. Now a days, if that happens, I try to, at least I try to, um, just do a normal day the next day. I don't try to like correct course, correct or anything like that. Just sort of that day is over. Let's just continue what I've been doing without going completely overboard because, um, it, it, it's an unhealthy thing to do. I think. Absolutely. Uh, this pendulum is swinging as I would call it. You yep. know, you're a carb monster one minute and then you're like super healthy the next minute. And then, you know, you're jumping back and forth. It's, it's, it's again, it's emotional mess up. And yeah. it's not like you have to start over, you know what I mean? Because right. this, this, uh, it's a lifestyle and it's all about optimal health, mm-hmm. you know, which means it's a long game. That's the thing. It's a long-term mindset. That's the, that's the biggest thing for me was figuring out, okay, this is sort of a long-term thing. This is not like a day-to-day micromanaged sort of thing. Uh, it's all about the long, long game. So if you even if you have a slip up, it's okay. Just start doing the normal thing you have been doing this whole time and you'll be fine. That, that's absolutely the uh, fantastic advice. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I try to preach too, is just, just keep going because it's, um, you'll get there. You know, if you keep going in the direction that you're going, you're going to get there. there that's, you go. a, that's a positive and a negative. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay attention to that no matter what. Yep. So uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, switching gears a little bit, is you have uh, you're a professional editor. That's correct, right? And uh, so you have this niche and this knack, and you've taken this uh, normal thing that you do, and you're utilizing it to spread uh, this awesome news and this cool uh, information to people, right? Yeah. And you're not you're not even it's not like you're getting uh, paid to do it, yeah. Correct. No, it's all, I mean, it's, uh, it's something that I would be doing, um, regardless. I am an editor. I've been editing video for a living since 1997. 
And I always thought, you know, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. When YouTube came along, I think in like 2005, 2006, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I wonder if there's like, I should do something with that, but I don't know what I would do it. I don't know what I would say or what I would, you know, make videos about. Um, so I just kind of kept on doing my thing professionally, editing corporate CEOs, talking to each other, really, really exciting stuff. Um, <laughs> and then when, you know, when I found Keto in 2017, I was like, oh, here's something that I think I have something, I could say stuff about this. I feel pretty passionate about this. I could make videos about this. Um, and so that's what I started doing. So that was, uh, it's been over a year now. I think it's been about 13 or 14 months since the YouTube channel has been up and running. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's sort of, uh, I think I've settled into sort of a, a niche. I kind of floundered and, and kind of flailed at the beginning trying to figure out what the channel was. Um, uh, I can, I get that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this podcast has gone in every direction. <laughs> uh, you'll, I mean, you'll settle into a thing. I'm sure uh, as you've done these, I'm sure you've gotten you've gotten to say to yourself, oh, I think that worked. What I did there kind of is working and this sort of thing is working. I think the same thing happened with me with my YouTube channel. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good at doing these reviews. I like doing uh, like these eating vlogs and I can do a giveaway every now and then. So those are the three things that I've sort of are the uh, kind of the banner things for my channel is sort of like eating vlogs uh product reviews and giveaways and that's sort of where i am right now uh, whether or not it continues to be that who knows but that's sort of um the thing that i've settled into at this point and you know it's it's been fun uh, we just i think i'm on the cusp of around seventeen thousand subs which i never thought wow if i if i got a hundred i would i would have been over the moon um so it's crazy to think that there are seventeen thousand strange people out there who are subscribed <laughs> to this, this um but it's it's rewarding and it's fun and it's i was telling someone else i might have been telling when i was on robert's podcast i was telling him that it's a unique it's a crazy unique platform because in my day-to-day -day job like I'll, I'll do this video for some the highlights of a corporate you know retreat or something like that and uh, i'll make this video and people will see it at the end of the conference and I will never know how they reacted to it or what they thought about it. It's just sort of on to the next one for me. Whereas with YouTube, it's sort of um, almost immediate um, back and forth interaction. And, you know, um, I kind of like how YouTube kind of enables that because um, I've met a lot of people through it. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool platform. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting. And let me ask you this. Have you, is the response like people are like, oh, hey, I love this uh, food too. Or I love this ice cream also. Or do you get like, you're an idiot. I, I hate your uh, videos. It completely runs the gamut. There are people who say, oh, I love that review. I wish I had that near me. And then I get some people who say stuff like, your body is a cemetery for animal corpses. <laughs> it's just sort of, uh, you know, it kind of runs the gamut. You have to take uh, take them as they come and not get too precious about things. Haters going to hate as they say. So right. I just sort of let those, I, as much as I am tempted to reply to each and every one of the negative comments, I usually leave those alone and just, you know, focus on, on the positive stuff. Right. Oh, that's probably a good, um, avenue to take, right? right. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm interested, uh, cause we were talking about the keto mojo a, a little bit earlier and now we're into your, your uh, podcast, I've heard of like just a nutritional therapist, like grabbing like a keto cookie or a keto this or whatever, and then just eating that for three meals and then testing after every, uh, every um, meal, what their ketones is like an hour after. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Just That's... like, is it going to keep me in? Is this like really keto? Is it going to keep my 
you know, ketones up? Is it going to make me go up? Is it going to make me go down? I'm, this is the only thing I'm eating all day. I, I do get that comment a lot, uh, particularly on like ice cream review videos. They're like, I get a lot of people saying, how does this affect your blood sugar? Like, do you ever consider testing your blood sugar or ketones with this? Like, you want to really be checking your blood sugar. And I'm like, uh, I'm sure you could do it yourself. <laughs> right? You know? So. Huh. My uh, my personal issue on that is is I haven't ordered uh, any of the ice creams uh, for myself. My daughter's dying for it. She, I got an eight year old, so super wants like ice cream. Uh, one thing is I don't want nine tubs of ice cream in my refrigerator, <laughs> like for sixty bucks, you know, and twenty dollars with the shipping in my freezer. Uh, that's going to have sixty five dollars with ice cream be eaten in three days. Right. Crazy. I, I can't do it so because I know this is what's going to happen. As soon as I walk out the door, you know, gone. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really hopeful that there are more and more players that are making uh, keto specific pro- ice cream products. Like I used to be big into Halo Top and even Enlightened. And those yeah. are sort of not even on my radar anymore. Like products like from companies from uh, like Killer Way and Rebel Creamery uh-huh. that are made for people doing keto are heads and shoulders better than those um, products. So I I hope that more and more companies, and I think there's a new one coming out called Keto Pint or something like that, um, that uh, are catering more to a specific audience. Right. People. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I get a little scared about this because of the, uh, even the low calorie or no calorie sugars, um, especially if you're first started, um, can really trigger you to want regular sugar. Yeah. You know, and it's the same reason that I stay away from keto breads. I've made keto breads and keto biscuits and this and stuff. But I tell you, last time I made a keto loaf, uh, I ate half the loaf. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I want that. I don't know if it's the texture or the mental mess up or what's going on there, but it triggers me personally to want more. Yeah. Now, with that being There's... said, I'm still going to make some every now and again, you know, yeah. uh, but it's, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope and you have to know yourself when you, you start do. diving into this stuff. Yeah. I feel like, um, I avoided bread, bread, making any sort of keto bread, uh, for the longest time. Actually, my daughter and I just made some this morning, uh, and it was remarkable. Like I was, I couldn't believe how much like bread it was. Um, so far so good as far as the cravings, nothing has crept up on me. Um, so I might, you know, continue making it, who knows, but I haven't had the urge for bread in, you know, almost a year and a half, two years. So, uh, every now and then I think it's a fine, a fine thing to, to have to treat myself to. Right on. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. So being, um, keto and not really having, uh, the sugar and this and that, how intense is your sugar tasting? Because I, let me, let me preface this with my own experience real quick is, uh, I made a keto cheesecake for the family, it was like a family, you know, let's call cook together thing my wife wanted to do. Yep. And man, it was so sweet uh, that I couldn't handle like two bites. And and now, I, of course, I came from the like sugar monster. I'm a sugar, sweet, craving addict. Um, yep. But now like this keto, keto cheesecake was so brutal to me, sweet, I couldn't handle it. And I love the, uh, the keto bricks. I just got my first one. You know, they're super good. But even I just messaged Robert. I was like, man, this thing is sweet. Like, it is surprisingly sweet. Yeah. I, what what I do you love, think about that? Uh, my, As far as my sugar, um, I know that my, my sweet tooth has been deadened over the last, you know, since I've been on the ketogenic diet. I feel like I used to be a crazy sweet tooth. My wife and I would house one of those suitcase-sized 
packages of Sour Patch Kids once a week. <laughs> and just the thought of like having any Sour Patch Kids now, it feel I feel like my head would snap back so hard. Like it just seems yeah. like an impossibly sweet thing to eat. And I remember just shoveling them in like back in the day. I was I couldn't get enough. Um, but now my 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 sweet tooth is almost you know it's completely changed. And like you said, those keto bricks, man. The last thing I was expecting from those things was sweetness. Right. Uh, but they're so delicious. Um, yeah, I can't get enough of them. I actually happened to be lucky enough to score 14 of them in this last launch. So wow. I'm very excited. My wife loves them as well. My, my wife said for some of those keto bricks uh, or <laughs> filing papers. So I, I was, I had my finger hovering over the, uh, I was refreshing, you know, the page every minute or so. Right. I, <laughs> I got, I got six. I got a week's worth in. Uh, nice. Yeah, we, we got him in yesterday, and uh, my Max, my, my two-year-old, I gave him, and he wouldn't give it back. <laughs> he, was, he was running around uh, with it. I couldn't get away from him. And, it's crazy. They, yeah, I'm so happy for them uh, the, and how they're you know they're ramping up their production now. and um, I think those guys are doing some crazy good things. Yeah. can't say enough good things about Robert and Crystal. They're, they're, uh, they're in it for the right reasons, and they're, they're good people. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, speaking of that, what else? Uh, who else are you recommending out there that's got a really cool uh, food uh, that my listeners uh, might stretch out there and try? I just ordered Miracle Noodles for the first time because um, another slippery slope, right, for me? Yeah. Um, but I got on their website and just ordered their uh, variety pack of rice yeah. and noodles. And I'm going to try it out. What um, do, do you like those, or is there anything else that you like? It's very funny you mentioned those noodles because yesterday I set out to create um, a chicken Alfredo for my wife, who has just started keto. Actually, like about a month ago, she started doing keto. Um, so I've been curating all of her meals. That was one of the stipulations. Like she's like, "I'll start keto. You got to cook." You're cooking everything. I saw that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so yesterday was chicken Alfredo. I set out to find some shirataki noodles. I went to like three different places, couldn't find any. Uh, I ended up at Whole Foods and bought these kelp noodles, uh, which are apparently very similar. I'd never tried them before, didn't know how they worked or what to do. Um, and I just put a post out there. I was like, these things, does anyone know about these? And I got a few responses saying, here's how you do them. Just you know, make sure you rinse them really well, put them in the microwave and water for 10 minutes, then dry them in a pan. And by the time you put them in with the sauce, they should be good to go. And they were. They were absolutely, uh, they were delicious. I love them. I thought the texture was right on point. They looked super crusty before I put them in with the Alfredo, but uh, they ended up being great. Uh, as far as other products that you know people might want to check out, I'm trying to think of things that are on my loved list. Um, <laughs> smart cakes. I don't know if you've had smart cakes. No. They're, they're a um, they're based in out of Florida. They're like these little tiny cupcakes that are zero net carbs. Uh-huh. Um, they're surprisingly good. The the one that I had recently was lemon. I've also had their tangerine flavored cupcake. Really little little tiny like um, mini cupcakes, but super super delicious. Uh, what else? Um, Keto brick, of course, is yep. my go to, uh, and those are a little bit. They're so dense with calories that I, I feel like I need to pre-portion them for myself. Like I, I feel like bringing an entire brick with me somewhere is a I, recipe for disaster. I couldn't eat I, a like, whole brick right now. It's just too much for me. I already know uh, that. Just I, too I feel like I would once I take that first bite. I'm like, man, I could house this whole thing. Um, I think so, I'll just be too full. Yeah, because it's um, I. I'm not. I'm not near eating a thousand calories on any meal anymore. I, yeah, just, I can't um, do it. <laughs> there's, a, 
there's this other thing I just had recently that was called um, Low Carb Oven sent me some stuff. Another another sort of pastry company uh-huh. that I thought was that I thought was pretty good. Uh, let me see if I can find some here. Anyway, there's 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 a bunch of stuff out there. The thing to look out for is, you know, as keto gains more and more popularity, I feel like there's going to be a lot more companies coming out and saying, just slapping the word keto on something and saying, this is for you, go for it. And mm-hmm. unless you kind of take the time and look at what you're actually eating, it could it's a slippery slope. Absolutely. Um, is there anything just, out there that you could warn us about that you've seen that, and not to shit on a company, but <laughs> go ahead and shit on something that's not keto if you want. You know, I can't say that there is. I haven't really... Um, I try to be careful about that stuff. I'm not super strict with my ingredients. I try not to restrict myself too much. The carbs is the main thing for me. That said, if I have the choice between a product that's got, you know, 50 ingredients and one with 10, I know which way I'm going. Absolutely. Uh, So it's just something that I try to look out for. Um, And, uh, you know, my daughter will be the first one to tell me, if you can't pronounce that thing, you probably shouldn't be eating it. (laughs) Good point. I just try to live by that, you know. Absolutely. So let's back up a little bit because uh, I noticed on your video that your Alfredo sauce was homemade. It was. As that opposed was actually, to? As opposed to Rayo's, which uh, <laughs> we go to. That sauce was actually completely constructed and assembled and cooked by my 12-year-old daughter. So awesome. I'm very, very proud of her. Um, I was busy doing other stuff, and she was like, I want to make this sauce all by myself. She had the cookbook. I was like, go for it. Um, it came out delicious. It was absolutely scrumptious. Awesome. Awesome. I love, I love that. Like, uh, um, just cooking homemade from scratch, uh, is super fun, especially for kids, but amazing. Like, I, I guess I have to say that because I'm a chef and I, I enjoy it. It relaxes me to cook for the family. It's super fun. I, I love doing it. Um, but you get me in the garden and like, it's work. Right. I hate it. I, I just hate it. Other people like think the garden is amazing, relaxing, super not stressful. And it's like meditation for them where when they get in the kitchen, it's pain, you know. So uh, it, it's I guess it's to each his own. We're all bio individual on that level, too. But I just love to see it when people are become foodies, you know, and uh, we talked a little bit about this before. You weren't that much of a cook before uh, keto, but now you've really developed into a pretty good cook, yeah? Yeah, I was never one for cooking for myself. It was sort of, when I was on the standard American diet, it was sort of like, what's cheap? Uh, What's got a cool looking wrapper? What what will satisfy me immediately? And uh, is it quick? Uh, And now, uh, that's not so much my focus. Now I'm all about um, making things that you know, make sense for me. And I got to tell you, uh, you, what you said just a minute ago really struck a chord with me because, uh, I never used to like to cook. Now I enjoy cooking. And now my daughter is really likes to cook. Like she got me up this morning after a full day of cooking yesterday. Like we spent eight hours out and about gathering ingredients, coming home, making three or four different things. Uh, she got me up at like seven o'clock this morning and said, can we make breakfast for mom? And I was like, yes, yes, we can do that. Um, so I feel like We've had a super strong bond always, but I feel like when we're in the kitchen doing stuff together, it's even tighter. Like we're, I, I you know, she and I um, really have a fun time doing cooking together. Uh, it's something special. Um, but yeah, these days I do try to. I mean, I'm all about ease still. Like I, if I'm in the mood for a Lily's bar, I'm going to go get one. I'm going to have one. Um, but it's a Lily's bar. It's not a, a 
a suitcase of Sour Patch Kids. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you're right. Cooking uh, and making things yourself uh, is is great. It really, um, especially when you can do it with someone that you love for someone you love, it's, it's, um, it's something special. It, it makes all the difference in the world. And yep. trust me as a chef, I used to come home and be when, when I was single and this and that, uh, I hated cooking for just me, you yeah. know, but you put the family dynamic in there and it's, it's so much fun to, to like, uh, maybe it's cause I'm a people pleaser. I just want them to be happy and right. put something on the table that's nutritious and awesome. And they love it. And it's, 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 it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about this one last thing real quick, uh, because I'm a family guy. Uh, you're a family guy. And one thing about keto is we really talk about quality. We talk about organics. We talk about grass fed. Um, and the people a lot of people are super scared of the price range and uh, the money you spend and this and that. Um, and I found what I do is I, I shop at four or five different places. Not every day. But um, I, I just become really aware of where I get this, where I get that, um, what the sales are, and which helps me always eat something completely different because different stuff is on different sale, different places all the time. Exactly. And I become extremely thrifty um, and diligent about um, uh, you know, providing my family with the highest quality for the cheapest price. Um, how do you manage it uh, as a father? And I don't know uh, about your budget, but. Uh, most families today have some kind of a, a budget they, they don't want to get crazy on. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I get all the groceries in the house. Like I like you, I usually go to three or four different places every weekend for groceries. Um, the circulars will come out on Thursday, and I never would have done this in the past, but the first place I go to is the butcher. Like what are, what's on sale, what kind of meat is on sale where this week? That's kind of the first thing. And then I base whatever the rest of my shopping sort of around that. If I can get good cheap meat, and I love grass-fed stuff. Um, I can't always afford grass stuff. My philosophy is sort of don't let um, perfect be the enemy of very good. You know, yeah. I sort of um, I'll get meat uh, that might not be grass fed if it's a, a really good deal. Um, I sort of try to balance our budget with the best quality meats that I can. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's the way I look at it. I try to get the best quality stuff I can. Usually it's. It's a lot easier now that my wife is doing keto. Um, prior to her starting, it was sort of like, I'm getting all this meat for me. Not everybody else is eating this meat. I got to get something for everybody else. Um, so now it's sort of like my wife and I are on the same page eating. Uh, the budget is a little bit uh, more stretchy uh, because of that. And um, so that's that's kind of where I am. I, I get the best meats that I can. It's not always grass-fed, uh, and it's determined a little bit by the budget. But it really is uh, – my shopping trips every weekend center around where I'm going for meat. Like that's, that's, it's one of three places. And if I'm going to that place, I know I can get this other stuff there. I'll go to this other place and get this stuff here this time. So it's, there's a circuit of places I go every weekend and the meat, the meat sort of determines where I go first. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's a, it's a great, it's, I think it's fun. I'm a, I I like to hunt, you know, it's the only hunting. I, I don't kill animals myself anymore. Like I, I used to just uh, for my own personal reasons, but I feel like I'm on the hunt anyway. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Hey, I just also, also, I wanted to tell you, man, I I'm really loving the fact that your wife is on keto now and she's super funny. Like you two are the the comedy club, you know, fun people. I feel like the luckiest guy on earth. She cracks me up every single day. She pounds you, man. She, she gives you a beating too. I like it. 
but she uh, <laughs> she's like that nonstop. Like that's not an act she's putting out. Like that's that's my life twenty four seven. So it is a joy uh, to have her eating the same way I am. I'm still trying to convince her that it's not the means to an end. That's that's the that's the thing. I think she's still a little bit in the mindset of I want to lose this last amount of weight, and this is a way to do that. And I was like, you know what? As long as you're on board, that that change can come whenever. Like just. I'm glad that you're eating this way. Uh, I, I think the weight loss is a side effect. I, I, yeah. I'm more worried about how you're feeling, how you know, how 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 is your mind feeling? Are you clear-headed? That kind of stuff. So, um, the longer uh, she goes, I think the more she'll start to realize it's maybe not uh, just sort of like a quick fix sort of thing. Right on. That's awesome. Good for you guys, and I'm uh, uh, super happy for you guys. You guys are an awesome team. Well, thanks, man. I love it. So uh, just to end the podcast, um, if you got one uh, tidbit of a takeaway for just for my audience um, and the people, uh, the five people listening to this, <laughs> um, what, what what's your um, uh, your your final takeaway? What would you just love to tell everybody that they, they think they need to need? No. Well, I think it goes back a little bit to what I just said a little while ago. I think make the best choices that you can based on what's in front of you. Don't let, uh, don't worry about being perfect. Make the best choice you can, um, because regardless of whether you know your meat is grass fed or not or whatever, as long as you're keeping your carbs low, you're going to feel better. And uh, it's not always about making a perfect decision. It's about making the decision that works based on what's in front of you and, and just do the best with that and then move on to the next one. That would be, I guess that would be my advice. Awesome. I appreciate that. That's fantastic advice. Yeah. Thanks. All right. So uh, where can people find you? Uh, give a little uh, uh, shameless plug for yourself. Shameless plugs incoming. Uh, the Instagram is where you can find me the most. It's a period to D period keto. That's my Instagram. Uh, I'm, a, I'm active a lot in stories there uh, and my feed, I guess. Uh, and then the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash adketo, no punctuation at all. And I'm also on Twitter at ad underscore keto. I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Awesome. So it's Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter in that order, I would probably say. Right on. Well, do me a favor. Uh, send me that information over and also like maybe a profile, um, you know, picture of you if you get if you got one. And got I'll it, put man. it in the show notes and I'll, I'll post it up there and it'll be super cool. And we'll get this published in about a week or so, yeah? Will do. Sounds awesome. All right, man. I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you very much. All right, Jeffrey. Thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Awesomeness. Hey, this is uh, Jeffrey with Mountain Man Nutrition again. And if you like the podcast you just heard, uh, tell a friend, share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram, share it on Twitter, uh, wherever you can share it, tell uh, somebody who can benefit from it. Because that's why I'm here and that's why I'm doing this podcast is to benefit as many people as possible. Uh, millions and millions of Americans uh, have suffered from type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance, and uh, are continue to suffer. So if we can benefit them uh, in any way, shape, or form with this podcast, I want to do that. So please uh, uh, share it with your friends. Uh, get on iTunes and give me a five-star rating uh, if you liked it, uh, five stars. And then write a little uh, 
uh, blog about it or a little uh, uh, give me, say something about it so other people can find it um, that you're not sharing it with. You know, the more people who listen, uh, the more uh, benefit we can do for others and you can be a part of that. And I'm asking you to be part of that. So let's uh, share this podcast as often as possible. Thank you very much and good wishes to you.